what I want to speak about today is um, uh, also uh, came from uh, the body last week, uh, one of us. And, um, uh, and it was the last week, those that were um, uh, part of the call, part of the, part of the Zoom meeting would have uh, seen a couple of prophetic words that um, came, one from Liam and one from Alini. And um, we had a chance to look at those this week. And, and I, I just really felt God stir me to, to actually not do what I was going to do and to speak on um, one of those, uh, well, particularly Alini's prophetic word. Um, so a bit later on, I'll be reading from uh, John chapter 21, verse 15 to 17, which is the, the verse that Alini quoted. Um, I won't read it just yet, but if you want to get that ready in your Bibles. Um, now, for anyone listening that aren't familiar with what prophetic words are, um, we believe that as God's people, as God's children, um, we hear his voice. Um, God is speaking all the time, and we are able to hear what he's saying. And, <clears throat> and it means that we can hear things for ourselves um, that God wants to say to us individually, but we can also hear what God wants to say to the church or to somebody else. Um, the, if you like, the now word of God. We have the Bible, which is God's revealed word, and, and uh, you know, this is what we use for, uh, uh, you know, to understand what, what, you know, what God, uh, how, how much God loves us, what Jesus did, and, and, and so on. But God does speak today um, through uh, prophetic words that he gives to individuals and so that's that's what they are they're, they're people that hear from God for um, either themselves or, or somebody else or, or, or for the church and so that's what um, Alini and Liam brought last week and the Bible also tells us in uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, 5 and verse 20 that uh, we should not treat pro prophecies with contempt and, and what that means is that when someone brings something that they say is from God. It's right that we consider it, we, we think about it, and we think, how does that apply? How does that affect me? What, what does that mean to me? How does that apply to my situation or to, to the church's situation? And, and so I felt to do that for this, and I, and I felt that actually this is something that is worth looking at again and, and just unpacking a bit more. Um, I hope, I, Alini, I do it justice, but um, this is what I believe God wants to say to us uh, from it. I'm also going to refer very briefly to uh, another prophetic word that came to a uh, much wider um, uh, number of churches, which is from Graham Cook. And it's something we've been looking at as, as a church over the last few months um, and, uh, and, and, and the impact that that is having upon us. So before we go to that, I want to remind you of the, uh, what Alini bought last week, and I'll read it out again. So it says, uh, she, she said, uh, I sense there is a loving fire being spread in hearts to care and nurture people that will come to church, new members. I see different people coming with hunger and thirst, like spiritual children, children looking to know God, and we as church guiding them to the true and the deep. We will go out of this place of passiveness and entering into a place of activity, moving in love and power. In John 21:15, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, 
Do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. This is not a word to make us feel we, do not, we are not doing enough, but to let us know that a supernatural grace and deepness in love is being released for us to see with the eyes of Jesus and love like he has loved us. So one of the things that we're sensing in this lockdown period, in, in this, this time of, and obviously we're sort of starting to come out of it now, um, and we look at the major impact that this, uh, this virus has had on, on the whole world, this, on our country, on Europe, and, and across, across the whole globe. But in the middle of this upheaval, we are sensing that God is doing something, that God is doing something new in the earth. And the prophetic word from Graham Cook, uh, which was given a few months ago, uh, be before the coronavirus hit, um, really talked about the chaos of the world being the prime time for the kingdom. We know from the Bible and from our experience that God loves this world. He is saddened by all the sin and, and the evil that he sees, but he loves mankind. He loves men and women, and he wants to draw them to himself. He wants to show him, show them his love. And of course, he did this uh, through Jesus and his sacrifice and, and what, we, uh, what we were celebrating uh, when Pam led us in, in the bread and the wine. His sacrifice for us pays the price for all the things that we've done wrong and brings us back into relationship with the Father. And, and it's, it's the wonderful thing and it, and it shows the great depth of love God has for his people and, uh, and, for, and, for, and for humanity. And he wants to draw men and women back to himself. His heart is to reach out, to forgive and to restore. And, uh, and the prophetic word from Graham Cook is, 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 a, is a, a call to us to say that God is speeding up that process. He's, he's about a new thing on this earth, that he wants to, to, to do something in, in, in this country and in Europe that, that is quicker and, and, and speeding up and drawing more uh, uh, men and women and young people and children to himself. But whenever we, we see this, uh, and, and, and we know this from, from the Bible, is that what God does when he brings uh, people to himself, he does it through his body. He does it through the church. That is always his process. He doesn't just sort of go off and, and do his own thing. He wants his church to be at the center of what he is doing in bringing about his presence and drawing people to himself. He wants through his church, his bride, as we were hearing about a few weeks ago, uh, this glorious bride. He wants to display to the world the wonder and the glory of God and his goodness and his love. Ephesians 3 verse 10 says his intent was now through the church, the multicolored, the, the wonderful wisdom of God would be made known. And so he, he wants the church to be at the center of what he's doing. He is going to use us as individuals and as, as, as a body to, uh, to be uh, the, his hands and feet, if you like, to bring about this, this, uh, uh, this, this new relationship he wants for, for men and women across this country and across Europe. But when we, when we hear things like that, the question that I ask myself, uh, and, and I think we can ask ourselves is, well, what role do I play in that? How do I fit into that? 
if it's if it, if I'm part of the body, if I'm one of his followers, if, if I'm one of his children, you know, what what? How do I play a part in that? Do I have a part in that? And and this is what Alina's prophecy was sort of getting at. It's speaking to everybody that was on the call, and he's speaking to everybody on the call today. None of us. Are left out. It's not. It's not for particular individuals. This is for the whole church, the whole body, the whole bride. And 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 just to quote again from it, it says, "We will go out of this place of pass passiveness and enter a place of activity, moving in love and power. We are called to action, but it's vital we understand how this is achieved." Uh, that's my bit. That bit there. It's un <laughs> that's not. Uh, so I want to understand how do we do this. How do we um, go on from there? And that's where this, uh, this, uh, the prophetic word then quotes from uh, John 21. I just want to read that out. Um, so it's John 21, <laughs> verse 15 to 17. Um, it says there, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Now, this conversation between Jesus and Peter, many of you will know the context of this. This came immediately after Jesus' resurrection from the dead. But of course, immediately before that, uh, as Jesus had been arrested and taken away for trial and crucifixion, Peter had been in, put in a position where he... Uh, vehemently denied he ever knew Jesus. He'd spent three years with him. He had, uh, uh, you know, lived with him. He'd, he'd been w by his side all through those three years. And yet at the point of, of real test, he folded, he, he gave in. And he, he just crumpled under the stress and the fear that, that was around him. And I can imagine that Peter at that point, thought, I've blown it. I've completely blown it. And, and he would have, he went away and he cried and he was really upset. And then this event occurred a few days after his resurrection. And, and I can imagine Peter thinking, I've got no part in this anymore. I've been disqualified. And I just sense that there's people here that even amongst us today have sensed that themselves, that because of their past and because of what they've done and because of how they've behaved, they feel disqualified from being part of what God's doing. But of course, Jesus didn't see it that way. Yes, Peter had messed up. Peter had got it hopelessly wrong, but he wasn't disqualified. You see, Jesus's death, and resurrection had qualified him. It didn't matter that he'd messed up. 
It didn't matter that he was going to mess up again. It didn't matter that there was going to be other times that he was going to mess up. The reality was that Jesus wasn't concerned about that because he knew he'd paid the price for our messes. And, and God wants us to know that we're never disqualified because we mess up. We're never disqualified when we get it wrong, when we make mistakes. And, and the song we sang today was talked, talked about that. I know I still make mistakes. I'm so grateful for God that even though I still make many mistakes, I'm not disqualified. And this, um, and this uh, what Peter was understanding and learning from this was that his mistake, his terrible denial of Jesus wasn't the end for him. And God wants us to know that whatever we've done in the past, he has qualified us to be involved in what he's doing next. And he wants us to know that. He wants us to, to, to never think that we haven't got a part to play in this because of how we've behaved. Jesus' blood, his death, his resurrection covers us. But I also want to uh, look at the next thing, which is what Jesus actually asked him. And I think this is a really important question. He said to, to Peter, Peter, do you love me? It's a very simple question. And he could have asked all sorts of many other questions, all sorts of different questions. Um, and you know what, I think sometimes we ask similar questions, we ask the wrong questions. Because Peter, he, Jesus could have gotten to Peter and said, Peter, um, are you a good public speaker? And Peter could have said, yeah, I can speak. And then Jesus could have said, oh, feed my lambs. You're good, you can speak publicly. He could have said, Peter, are you well qualified? Do you have some good education behind you? He could have said, Peter, have you got lots of gifts? Have you healed the sick recently? Have you raised the dead recently? Do you interpret dreams? He could have said, Peter, have you got a gift of a pastor? Are you able to, to care? Are you, are you like a shepherd? He could have said, are you able to understand and preach from the Bible? Peter, have you spoken to anybody recently uh, at the shop or waiting for a, a taxi? You know, have you, have you shared your faith with them this week? And of course he didn't ask that, but well, actually sometimes those are the questions we ask of ourselves. And because some of the answers to that is no, and maybe in many of the answers to that are no, we think, well, Surely, I don't have a part to play in this because I don't do these things. I'm not good at going up to strangers and sharing my faith with them. I'm not good at that. I hear other people and I think, well, they've obviously got a part to play in this, but I can't do that. And then there's people that, that can speak from the Bible and, and well, I can't do that. And then there's people that, uh, that you know, are, you know, seem to just overflow with gifts and they, you know, they have a healing here and a healing there. I don't do that. So I, I, surely I haven't got a part to play in this. You see, Jesus wasn't bothered about that stuff. These things are important. Don't get me wrong. It's, it, you know, we, we want to see all these things happen and they're all part of reaching out. But that's not the most important thing. You see, all of those things are, as Jamie was saying last week, secondary. Jesus knew that if this thing, this one thing was in place, everything else 
flowed on from there. And it was this, Peter, but do you love me? And of course, Peter, uh, Jesus said it three times uh, to Peter and in a, a really loving way as to, as it were, to, to overcome the three times that Peter had denied Jesus. And, and the last bit of the prophetic word says this, this is not a word to make us feel we're not doing enough, but to let us know that a supernatural grace and deepness in love is being released for us to see with the eyes of Jesus and to love like he has loved us. See, this supernatural grace that we all need for whatever we're going to do, whatever God has got for us, comes from this encounter with Jesus, comes from this love relationship with Jesus as we love him and as we receive his love for ourselves. I am so grateful personally for the many men and, and particularly women that have qualified, whose qualification that I've come across my path is simply this, that they have loved Jesus, that they love Jesus. I, I, I've heard some great preaching. I, I've seen miracles happen by, by people. But I think probably the most impact in my own Christian walk and, and what brought me to, to Jesus uh, in the first place was seeing people and being alongside people who simply loved Jesus. It was seen in my mum and she never preached, she never did great miracles, but she walked with Jesus and she had a genuineness about her life that spoke volumes. And, and I also think of, of my sister. Um, again, she's not a, a public uh, preacher, although I'm sure she could be, but she has such a, a walk and, and as, a, as a, she became a Christian before me at a very young age, and, and her life really spoke to me of someone who had got to know this Jesus. Uh, there was also another young lady that, when I was a little older than that, whose love and relationship with Jesus so fascinated me that I ended up marrying her. We can't help but impact the, realm, the world around us if we have this relationship with Jesus. Jesus knew that that's all that mattered was that Peter truly loved him and that he could receive uh, Jesus's love for himself. He does call us to speak to our neighbors and friends. He does call us to heal the sick, to reach out to the lost and the lonely. He does call us to speak to people at the bus stop, at the till, in our workplaces. But it happens through this loving relationship with Jesus. That's where we get our power. That's where we get our boldness. That's where we get our strength. That's where we get everything that we need to be able to fulfill the mission that God has called us to. He does invite each one of us to feed my lambs. Whatever that looks like for you, whatever that encounters for you, he does say to us today, I've got a job for you to do. I've got something that, you know, I want you to be part of what I'm doing in the earth today. I want you to be part of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw you in. And it's not because you, you're amazingly gifted. It's not because, uh, uh, you know, of, of what you can do. It's because, it's because you love me. It's because you have a relationship with me. Don't look at your past mistakes. Don't look at the things that you think have disqualified you. Don't compare yourself with other people, with what gifts they have. Don't compare yourself with that. Only look at this one thing. Do you love me? 
and have you received and are you receiving my love and and my and, and having it an ongoing and deepening relationship with me and i want to just leave you uh, just finish with this thing is this i just feel god wants to say this over all of us don't underestimate say it again don't underestimate the impact you have when you simply love jesus with all your heart and you experience and know his love for yourself let's pray yeah father i thank you for drawing us into this love relationship with you thank you jesus that this was the top of your agenda it wasn't about getting us to do stuff oh lord thank you that we can partner with you in seeing this world uh, changed and transformed thank you god that you call us uh, into this working relationship or this love relationship with you so that we can see this happen but first and foremost you call us into a relationship with yourself that we can know you that we can experience your love that we can love you and that from that we get this supernatural grace this supernatural power that that spills out into those around us to to our loved ones to to our families to our friends to our work colleagues to to those that we meet and, and god it, it will just naturally spill out it, it will have an impact because as your light grows in us so it will be seen by those around us and lord we just we just thank you we just ask you as, as pam uh, was praying god we ask you look draw us even deeper this week into that relationship with you help us to just know you more help us to experience that help us to seek after you this week in whatever way, Lord, it works, God. We just want to know you more. We want to experience more of your love. We want to say, Lord, we love you. We love everything about you, all that you do. And Lord, thank you that you call us to be partners with you in what you're doing in the world. In Jesus' name, amen.